Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. I am Nina Menace. It is a pleasure to be before you today. Um, I will say that I, of course, like always, still buzzing from church today because uh, church was just amazing. I go to Deeper Fellowship Church. My pastor is William McDowell. And um, the whole entire experience in God today was just amazing. So um, anyway, moving on, I do want to say um, quickly, thank you so much to everyone for your love and support. Thank you for emails, for messages. I also want to, of course, I give a shout out to uh, Queens of God. This is why I wait. Thank you, each and every one of you, for all that you do to encourage me and for being a part of the community. Thank you so much. And I just want to go ahead and jump into the word. But um, of course, I'm going to go ahead and start with prayer. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory because of who you are. Who you are is magnificent. You're holy, you're righteous, you're worthy of all praise, honor, and glory. You're worthy of our time, worthy of our our lives, God. So we lay them down before you right now. Lord, in particular, I lay my life before you. I ask, Lord, that you would speak through me and to me, if you so choose. Lord, let this word penetrate into the hearts of those who hear it. Let this be something that will reach out to those that you want to speak to today. Whatever whatever date and whatever time this reaches someone, Lord, let it touch their hearts and their minds. Lord God, I ask God that you would give us patience in our time and waiting for your perfect will to be done. Lord, that you would give us wisdom, that you would walk with us and that you would lead and guide us by your spirit. And Lord, let this message be led and guided particularly by your spirit in the name of Jesus. I thank you so much for the privilege to be an instrument for you to use today and every day. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray. Amen. So um, today um, we do have a word from the Lord and uh, this word came to me actually today. Normally I would have some kind of idea of what um, God is going to be speaking about today, but um, this just came to me on my way back home from actually on my way to um, get something to eat after church with a friend, but Um, On my way home, things started really coming together and God started really reflecting um, what he wanted to say today. So today's message is the divine purpose of waiting on God. The divine purpose of waiting on God. How many know that waiting can be very frustrating especially when you want to do it yourself or when you feel like you have all the answers or that you can find the answers on your own quicker than what God is showing you to do. It's, it's, 
it's really a dying of the flesh. I, I, I'm telling you right now, our, our nature is to just get in there and do what we want to do. But when we have surrendered and submitted our lives to God, when we have said, Lord, have your way in my life, when we said, God, I give this over to you. This is yours. Do what it do whatever you want to do, Lord, or we'll pray, Lord, show me what to do. Show me what to do and, and show me what what not to do. Um, lead me in the way that you want me to go. I mean, we, we pray all those prayers, don't we? Lord, I don't know what to do, but Lord, if you just show me which way to go and what to do and and I'll do it, Lord, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go. I'll do. But sometimes he don't want us to do anything. Sometimes he just wants us to wait. Sometimes the answer, sometimes the answer is just to wait. Wait on his perfect timing. So I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Um, I'm just going to go right now into the word and then we're just going to unfold whatever it is God want to say today. So our key verse is going to be Psalms 27. Psalms 27. And it's going to be verse 14. I'm going to be reading from first the New Living Translation. And it says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. And then I'm going to also read it in the Amplified Version. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Ooh, I like that. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Please, yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. I'm going to read that again because I I got all involved in that. So let me read that again. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. See, when we wait on the Lord, we have a confidence that he knows what he's doing. Now, I'm sure a lot of us are saying, oh, well, duh, it's God. You know, of course he knows what he's doing. Of course he he knows what's best. But sometimes do we really believe that within ourselves about certain situations? Do we believe it to the point where we step out of the way and absolutely let him do what he needs to do? Sometimes we feel like we have the answers or we have the the appropriate steps to take or we have the timeline figured out and and we figure, hey, you know, if we do this and we do that and not to say that goals are not needed, goals are needed. A plan is needed, but there are certain things and certain times that God will want you to wait. Maybe you took the first or second step and everything went well. And it seems like the third step to what you're trying to do, you're having some problems. You're running across some stumbling blocks and things seem to be kind of falling apart a bit. And you're like, well, Lord, what am I doing wrong? I'm trying to you know, accomplish this. I'm trying to walk out what it is I need to do. What What is going on? Well, that could be a very 
the very time that God wants you to wait. And in his word, he says, be brave and courageous in Psalms 27, 14. Be brave and courageous. Why did he say that? Because it takes bravery and and it takes courage to sit back and say, you know what? I don't know why things are not working. I don't know why things are not lining up the way it should. So I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to wait and see what the Lord is trying to do here. Maybe the Lord is trying to teach me something. Maybe he's trying to show me something. Maybe he's trying to, and I'm going to go to that first point, number one. Um, Maybe he's trying to protect me from something. So our first point in this is God wants you to wait to protect you from harm. To protect you from harm. Let's go to Psalms 37 and 7. We're going to be in the we're going to be in a lot of scripture today. Psalms 37 and 7. And I'm going to read first from the um, NLT, the New Living Translation. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. See, oh, actually, before I even say anything else, let me read it also in the Amplified Version. And that's be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him and entrust yourself to him. Do not fret whine or agonize because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who carries out wicked schemes so basically the lord wants us to wait sometimes because he knows what's up ahead i say this so often on this podcast god sees the big picture he sees the end from the beginning and the and um he knows Every avenue, every crack and crevice in between, he knows it. So sometimes he wants you to wait because he's trying to protect you. Maybe it's a step you're trying to make that's a little too soon. And he's trying to keep you from hurt, harm and danger that would happen because you've stepped out too soon. Or it could be that he's trying to keep you from connecting with a certain person or certain people so that you will not be harmed or that they would not um, inflict any type of um, danger on you or even usury or um, any anything that's evil or wicked um, intent of the heart. He's trying to protect you sometimes from people. And then also he may be just protecting you from harming your destiny harming your overall purpose because maybe you want to go this way or maybe you want to connect with these people and God knows that if you connect with those people if you go this direction if you if you end up getting involved in this business deal or if you end up connecting with certain people concerning maybe um, some other type of business matter or um, entrepreneurial um, step or um, if you connect with the wrong environment 
then he knows that that would harm you in in your your path and in your steps with him. Sometimes he'll protect you from things that will draw you away from him. And if he knows that, he will step in and he'll cause you to wait. He'll say, whoa, okay, wait a minute. Let me protect my son. Let me protect my daughter. Because if they go this route, or if they start talking and connecting and keeping keeping lockstep with these types of people, then they're going to be drawn away from me. They're going to be drawn away from their purpose. Um, it could bring harm to them. They could end up getting involved in some things that they never thought that they would do. They would end up in a situation that they would end up being bound and and end up with all types of um, ungodly ties that they would have to come to me to be freed from. And that would really take a lot out of them. And it would delay their destiny. It would delay their purpose. And I don't even know why I went there, but praise God. <laughs> but God wants us to wait because he sees the entire picture, y'all. He don't want us to be all tangled and twisted up with the wrong mess. And then he'll put us in a, in a state to where we have to wait. I've been put in uh, situations a lot because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be real with you people. I'm that kind of person that will take the bull by the horns and run with it. <laughs> I am that get it done. Let's go. I'm ready now. Let's go type of person. So God often has to slow me down and has to say, no, not yet. Wait a minute. Hold on. Stop. Slow down. I know you're trying to do what's right. I know you're trying to to do the things that I want you to do, but I'm going to need you to slow down or I'm going to need you to ask for help. I, I'm, I'm trying to connect you with the right people at the right time. So we have to keep that in mind that our lives are not just about us. Our lives are not just about um, checking off a box to say, OK, I've done this. I've done that. God has a overall purpose for his church, for his people, for the body of Christ, for the kingdom. So when he does that, he does not want us to harm our positioning, our position in the kingdom as well. Amen. Okay, so let's move on to point two. Point two is God wants you to wait because he has something better for you. He has something better for you. Now, on this step, I'm going to actually go to John 11. If you can go there with me, John 11. And I'm going to start from verse one and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. And it reads, a man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who poured expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, 
Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Let me tell you right there. Let me stop right there. That right there will preach on his own. That whole part right there. But we we don't have time. (laughs) So starting at verse 11. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come, let us go see him. And so... When G, okay, let me drop down to verse 17. Verse 17 says, When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been dead in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Mary, Martha, and Mary in their loss. So, just to stop right there, think about it. Jesus waited. He waited. Now, a lot of people will say, well, you know, he should have went. He should have went ahead and, and went and healed him like he do everybody else. Okay, but that was not the, the purpose. The overall purpose was that God would get the glory. Is that the glory of God would shine through this very situation, by this very, the death of Lazarus and his resurrection. Of course, we all know that he resurrected him from the dead, uh, went to the tomb, had them to roll back the stone and says, Lazarus, come forth. And he came out and he was living, breathing. And think about it. If... He just would have went there and healed him before any death took place. Of course, he would not have died. He would have, you know, lived on and it would have been another healing that everyone would say. It's an amazing, you know, thing that the that Jesus has done. It's an amazing miracle that Jesus have done. And no, but God wanted to get the glory out of this in a larger magnitude. He wanted to, to show people that he is truly God and there is no other God before him, no other God beside him. There is no other God that can raise mortal flesh from death, from death's firm grip. He snatched him back. So how would we have known what this was about or how this took place if this would not have happened, if Jesus would not have waited Jesus knew he was going. He knew he was going to go. 
there to be with um, with Mary and Martha about Lazarus, but he knew it was for an appointed time. So he waited. He waited because something better was about to be accomplished than than a healing. Now, I'm not going to say just a healing because healing is magnificent on its own. Healing from any sickness, disease, any type of emotional trauma, all of those, all of those healings are absolutely amazing. But think about the magnitude. Think about those who came to follow and believe in Jesus after he raised Lazarus from the dead, after people had the the experience of seeing that he was fully dead, that they fully buried him, put him in that tomb and rolled the stone before. There was witnesses to say, oh, yeah, we know we're witnesses. He was dead. And Jesus came and called him out of that grave and he was living so you that the the level of glory that God gets from that is so much greater than if he would have just came and healed him. Um, so we have to understand that sometimes God tells us to wait because he has something greater, something better in store for you. Maybe it was a um, a relationship that you was in and you thought that this was going to end in a marriage or not end, but evolved into a marriage or you were married and you assumed and and just believed that this marriage was going to last forever till from uh, like they said, till death do you part. And the marriage ended in a divorce or that relationship, like I was speaking of before, did not end in a marriage. The relationship fell apart before it could actually lead to a marriage. Um, Also, maybe there are some friendships that you thought, you know, these people would be in your life and and walking with you and you walking together and, and just really enjoying life together as friends. And then all of a sudden you just lose contact or maybe some things go in an opposite direction and things just don't pan out the way you think they should or think they would. But at the same time, a better relationship comes into your life. People that seem to be on the same frequency level as you, people that seem to have uh, great ambitions and have the same frame of mind and thought process as you do, they they seem to have um, a, a passion for life Um, in an area that you can basically agree with and say, yes, yes, that's, that's me. That's what I want to do. That's where I'm going. Sometimes God will, will allow certain things to fizzle out, maybe job opportunities, maybe business opportunities. Sometimes the, the God will allow you to wait and not pursue trying to keep those things together or trying to keep that relationship together or trying to pursue anything in that area because he has something much greater, much better in store for you. So um, I was on that a little longer than I thought, but <laughs> y'all know how I do. I just go in. So um, point number three 
is God is making you wait to mature and prepare you for what you have prayed for. Let me read that again. God is making you wait to prepare, to mature and prepare you for what you have prayed for. Let's go to Galatians, Galatians 6 and 9. In the New Living Translation, it reads, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. If we don't give up. In King James Version, it says, If we faint not. If we faint not. Now, I can attest to this point very well. (laughs) I think that this is probably the most difficult path in maturity. And I'm, I'm, trust me, this is still something that God is working in me um, to mature me and to prepare me for what I've prayed for. I've prayed for so many different things and a lot of things that we feel like if God said it, then where is it type of situation? Well, God, you said it. So where is it? You know, where is it at? How, where, how do I do this? Or how am I going to um, make this work? And, and we kind of involve ourselves in things that we shouldn't. Uh, we try to do what only God can do. <laughs> and there are things and the Lord does. He gives us um, he uh, gives us the desires of our heart. He really does. And those desires don't just come from the clear blue sky. God inspires us. And, and basically the Holy Spirit actually motivates us in certain areas of our lives. And just as, like I mentioned before earlier, I'm that take the bull by the horns and let's go type of person. So making me wait is actually maturing me. It's making me see that this is not about me, that this is God's show. This is God's purpose. This is not the Nina show. This is God's show. This is when I've submitted and surrendered myself to God and said, Lord, have your way. Lord, um, here's my life. Lord, you do whatever you desire to do with it. You you do everything that you need to in my life. That means I have to die to my flesh that wants to do everything, that wants to, to do things on my own and try to make things happen. And so when God is trying to mature you, he's trying to bring you to a place of God dependence instead of independence. And, oh Lord, let me say that again for me, myself, and (laughs) y'all. He wants us to be God dependent instead of independent. So, when he's trying to mature us in the things of God, when he's trying to get us to rely on being led by the Spirit of God, when he's trying to do this, he's only preparing us for what we pray for. We pray for God to give us a business, for God to bless our marriage, for God to 
um, lead us and guide us to our spouse, uh, for God to bless our ministries if we're in ministry or doing kingdom works. Um, when we pray that God will bless us financially, when we pray that God will um, mend broken relationships and and bring us back to a closer relationship with God himself through prayer and through fasting and through reading and, and, and doing um, reading his word. Now, let me deal with that a little bit. That even requires waiting. When we pray, God, I need, I want to go to another level in you. I want to go deeper. I want to know more about you. I want more of you. When we're saying that, we're saying, God, I want more of your word. I want more of getting up in the middle of the night to pray and and to wait on you to speak. Wait, I say on the Lord. When we are in the word of God, when we read the word, we should read listening. And I've heard that from somewhere. I'm not sure where I heard that before. But when you read the word of God, you're not just reading it like a novel. You're not just reading it like it is uh, just a bestseller. You're even though it is. (laughs) But we are reading the Bible to listen for God to speak to us. We want God to speak to us through his word in ways that in whatever way he chooses. But in particular, when we have prayed that we want to change or that we want to be more like God and that we want to be closer to him, then that's something that he does. He he matures us through waiting on him through prayer through reading his word and worship. Think about those moments in worship where you go from just singing the song to really just allowing God to be magnified and glorified in what you're saying to him. And then it comes a point where you can't say anything at all. Now, I know, I don't know if anybody has gone to that point in worship, But it's a point in worship where you just can't say anything at all. You just you just have to just sit in his presence and let it just endow you and just completely overtake you. And you're you're just waiting. You're waiting on whatever God wants to do in that moment. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. So all of this, as you can see, all of this requires waiting all of it. So God wants to mature us and he wants to prepare us for what he has in store for us. Amen. Also, it says in first Peter five and six in a new living translation. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. And so I'm going to go to the fourth um, and final point of um, this podcast. And that's going to be God has you waiting to humble you and teach you patience. Okay. (laughs) God has you waiting to humble you and teach you patience. Okay, that goes back to me. I'm going to be the primary (laughs) 
<laughs> example, the person who wants to just get it done, the person who wants to just take the bull by the horns and get it done, the person who feels like they have the right steps and knows what 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 needs to be done and how it needs to be done. And now I just need to write it out and put it in steps and and then carry out each step and make sure everything is right. Yeah, that that's uh, really not following the spirit all the time. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with making a plan. There's nothing wrong with making a goal. In fact, it's very healthy to have goals and then to put it into a plan and to have steps on how to get it done. I mean, that's really the way to be productive. But there are times when we rely on that more than God. And so God has to humble us sometimes. And then in humbling us, then he has to teach us patience because because we have that mindset that we can just do it our way and get it done. We have to have patience to wait on God's timing every step of the way. And that in itself humbles you. It absolutely humbles you and teaches you patience in a way that you never <laughs> that you never imagine. But that is God really showing us his his spirit is really allowing him to bring open or break open that area in our lives to where we will depend on him and be patient in him, which patience is what? Long suffering, which is a fruit, part of the fruit of the spirit. So when God is asking us to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, Patience is part of that. Patience is very much part of that because that is a fruit of the Spirit. So in Habakkuk 2 and 3, it says, and I'm going to read out of NIV, For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. I'm going to read it also at an amplified version for the vision is yet for the appointed future time. It hurries toward the goal of fulfillment. It will not fail. Even though it delays, wait patiently for it because it will certainly come. It will not delay. See, when we have that confidence when we have that trust in the Lord to say, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I don't know what's to come, but God does. I don't know what um, what ways are best and what um, avenues to take and how to strategically do things the way it should be done. But God does because like I said before, it's not about us. Our lives are strategically connected to others. Our journey, our purpose is strategically connected to others. So when we try to do things our way, we're not even thinking about those that God has already ordained or purposed for us to connect to along the way. So that's why we have to humble ourselves and say, God, 
Have your way. I repent, God. I take my hands off of it. You are God and I'm not. I don't know what all this is 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 about, but you do. So Lord, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait on your timing. I'm going to wait because you know what's best for me and all those who are connected to to what I'm trying to do. Um also I want to end on this point, um, which is going to be Isaiah, actually not point, but with this scripture, um, Isaiah 40 and 31, very familiar passage. I'm going to read the King James version, which is the most familiar to most. And that is, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And then I'm going to read it also in the Amplified Version. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, looked for, and hope in Him, will renew, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles. Rising toward the sun, they will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. I love this when it says they will gain new strength and renew their power. See, when we wait on the Lord, we actually rest in him. And I believe my pastor says that rest is is like a, a a spiritual warfare it's like a blow to the enemy because the enemy likes to catch us tired and that's when he'll come with all kinds of thoughts so he'll come with all types of attacks from people and 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 all kinds of things try to come against us when we're tired when we're not getting enough sleep but when we wait on the lord it's like we are resting in him And we regain that new strength. We regain our power. The power that he's placed on the inside of us is able to move and shift and do things inside of us and through us. When we wait on the Lord, there is a power behind that. That is that is the most significant thing that we can do as Christians is wait on the Lord. When you wait on the Lord, that's telling God, number one, I trust you. Number two, I'm confident in you and in your timing. Number three, I wait on you because you know everything and I don't. I don't know everything. I don't know everything that you see. You don't, you see the big picture. Again, there I go. I know. I'm saying it again. But God, you see the big picture. I only see a little speck. You see the entire picture. So Lord God, right now, oh God, we thank you. We thank you, God, and we surrender ourselves to you right now. Lord, we surrender ourselves to the divine purpose for waiting on you. Lord, we trust you. We have complete and total confidence in you. And we know that anything that you have us waiting on, we can trust and depend on you 
that whatever it is, it is the best for us and all those who we will connect to or that we are connected to. Lord, we thank you. We have no doubt, God, that you are doing a mighty work in the earth and that you have chosen us to carry out your will in the earth. So, Lord, because you've chosen us, because you have called us in this day and time for such a time as this, we are absolutely going to put our trust in you and we're going to wait because in our waiting, Lord, we know that you are going to get the glory out of it. You're going to get the glory and Lord, our lives will never be the same. We will be of greater impact in the earth because we waited on you. Lord, we will receive a greater blessing because we waited on you. Lord, we will connect with the right people at the right time because we waited on you. And God, I thank you and I praise you for what you're doing in your people today. Thank you for speaking to us. In Jesus' name, God, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. So again, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast today, Living Waters Flowing. Again, my name is Nina Menace, and I pray that you have a blessed week. And as always, I pray that the living waters of God continue to flow through your life. Have a great day.